Hello and welcome to Tesco Podcast, where we break down and review a movie of my choosing, and you know, just try to have a bit of fun, which we're not going to today. Um, I'm your host, Ranking Thomas Hughes. I don't want to live. You won't let me live. You won't let me die. That's another. That's, my, that's a quote from another bad movie. <laughs> Justice uh. League. That's the irony. I will say, the first one came out before that shit stain. And this shit stain came out before that masterpiece. The opposite effect. Amazing. Huh. Good sandwich. Who would have thunked it? I said the, the, the shit one's a sandwich between the good ones. <laughs> um, today, if you can't tell, we're discussing Wonder Woman 1984, released in 2020. It was released in countries where cinemas were opened just prior to Christmas last year, before being released as the first major release on HBO Max on Christmas Day in America and other countries that had HBO Max, i.e. not the UK. Um, and obviously that kicked off Warner Brothers' HBO Max 30-day exclusive slate for the year, which has obviously been continued with films like Godzilla vs. Kong, an actual fun movie that came out during the pandemic, and then most recently, Mortal Kombat. Um, the movie was once again directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed the original movie. But this time, she was also one of the writers of the story, taking over from Zack Snyder, who was one of the writers on the first one. And she's drinking very heavily. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it explains everything. Okay, then let's, let's, let's just get into this shit before we, you know... Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe, like, you know, see, you can't remember anything. Can you just, can you, can you just chloroform me, please? Focus on the good parts of it. Okay, so I'll kick, I'll, I'll kick us off with the good parts, then, shall I? The positives of the movie. Yeah. The intro. The intro's a positive. Yeah. The whole Olympics and then the mall. So the Olympics was, you know, it's a very cinematic uh, sequence with mm-hmm. very good music back in it. And I believe I read somewhere that the the actress who played, Young Diana, did her own stunts for that. I swear, yeah. I, swear I read that somewhere. So... Fucking Amazonian. Kudos there, <laughs> but I mean, as I stated when watching yesterday with you, I was like, "So this starts off good, and then just slowly just like goes downhill." Because I really like the Olympic scene; it's very fun to watch. I'm very it's, Greek. Yeah, it's very Greek. It's minus the eagle uh, sandwich you're diving. <laughs> but I mean, I li- I like uh, the whole aspect of obviously. It's the, uh, it's all these like old, uh, this well, uh, like say like uh, adults essentially like competing, and there's just like this one kid that's like, ah, just uh, limbering up here. Ah, I'm gonna beat you guys, <laughs> and she almost does. Yeah, but she cheats though, so uh, she can't. Yeah, so she has that moment. She's like, no, I won, I won, I won, I won. A lesson, yeah. To don't rush in straight away without thinking things through. Is what she should have done for the entirety of this fucking movie. I do like the return of the uh, the one who died in the first film. That was a nice little return. Of uh, is it Antiope? Is it? Uh, yeah, Tom's mind. The one who the one who trains in the first film. Yeah, uh, IMDb. Uh, the one who trained Antiope's her. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it right. Yep. Yeah. I actually got it right as well. I feel proud. Um, <laughs> well done. 
But yeah, I, I do like the little cheeky return, even obviously if it's not like a major, major thing, but it's she's there again to teach her a lesson. Not this time in combat, in not cheating. Basically in being a hero, in a way. Yeah, she also sort of taught uh, about not raping uh, men who aren't in a uh, able mind. But, you know. Sure, done that. But no, <laughs> they didn't think of that at the first point, because the entire yeah. the whole point is no one making this film really thought about that. Until you put it into my mind, and I can't get out of my mind anymore. I, I can't. No, it's just... <sighs> It sours the film. It's like Aquaman. I liked it, but then because that bitch was there, it soured the film. This sours the film as well. It's it's wrong. It, <laughs> you know, they should have known better than making this film. That's all I'm gonna say. They should have known better. <laughs> okay, moving on to another positive. Obviously, the more scene that follows it. Obviously, yeah. that, that sort of takes the uh, very uh, obviously show, showcases the eighties vibe, which. This movie kind of lacks for the rest of the movie. It's like they teased, obviously, this whole thing. It's like, oh, it's set in the 80s. Oh, it's like, it looks all retro and everything. Okay, so it's going to be like Stranger Things type thing. But no, it's not completely. It's complete opposite. Just but, that more scene, that's it. Yeah, just that more <laughs> scene, practically. But it was a good scene. So obviously, it's a bunch of uh, bad guys robbing the place. But I, li- I like the fact that when they finally get caught, it's just because that guy just clumsily drops his gun. He's like, oh, 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 shit, shit, shit. And like one guy's just like there trying to blend in on the side. Like, yep, I'm not with this guy. And he just, he just instantly is like, come on, man, we need to go. And he's like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then the whole, like, the kids kidnapping scene and everyone, oh, his entire team's just like, yeah, we're not, we're, we're not with this guy. You, you stop. We're not with you. Uh, we, we're not my part of just, just put the kid down and stop. And then for some reason, okay. yeah, exactly. And for some reason, he still just throws the kid off the uh, side. Yeah. Until, you know, Wonder Woman arrives. She's definitely not trying to rip off Superman and Batman in this movie. No, no, that comes later. That comes later. Yeah, because this part, she's actually doing Wonder Woman. Because, you know, the music scene. Yeah. And, yeah, she's kicking ass. And it's a very nice way to kick off this movie that turned out to be a mixed bag there's some cheesy moments at the start of the mall bit, but it—I mean, it's a good start off, but it sets the wrong tone. Yeah, because it sets the tone of happiness, delight, a cheesy, a cheesy kind of superhero film. Yeah, '80s um, retro. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it does go quite. Yeah, we'll stop with the positives for now. We'll get to the negatives in a bit. Uh, positives, the the villain. Yeah, uh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, have I told you how much I love Pedro Pascal? A lot. Most <laughs> of the film. Every time you saw him come on screen, it was I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> because Pedro Pascal is brilliant. Obviously, we saw him last year when we did uh, Kingsman, the second one, Golden Circle, and he was great yeah. in that. Obviously, he's been in two seasons of Mandalorian, which is great in that. Uh. He's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be in the Last of Us series, and and I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna be great in that as well. And he's just the standout of this movie. He's well, one of the two standouts of this movie. I'll get yeah. to the other one in a minute. But I mean, obviously, Maxwell Lord we've seen once in uh, one of the Supergirl series. I think it was. I think it was one of the early ones that character was mm-hmm. present. And obviously, then they given the big screen treatment with this one, with obviously Pedro Pascal, which I said was ironic for the fact that he was part of the failed Wonder Woman pilot. As like a friend of Diana, and in this case, he's like an enemy of her. 
So it's kind of ironic that he's in this, but I'm glad he is because if he wasn't, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably go, yeah, yeah, it would be a lot lower. Yeah, because he he brings he does bring that fun vibe to it at times, even though he's got can be sinister. He does have that like really stupid vibe, when he's, especially when he's like uh, in the wishes and whatnot. And he goes to that guy, he's like, I bet you wish that uh, I was with the president right now, didn't you? He's like, I do so. He's like, Wait, didn't I do your wish yesterday? He's like. Yes, sir, you did. Yeah, yeah, I asked for like, this car. I think it was. He goes, what is it with you Baby guys car. in this car? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, those yeah. sort of vibes. And obviously, as yeah. he has that sinisterness as well, uh, when he's like, I'm taking all your stuff, and he just walks away. Yeah. And he also has that heartfelt stuff as well, like obviously with his ending, when he, really, mm. when he obviously sees to his son as obviously the epitome of all this, and he's like, I need to stop to like, save my son. So he does have yeah. these different like sides to him, which is a great character development situation. So he starts off as this like biz- like this essentially like, this sort of generic business guy that everyone is a mixture of liking and hating. So obviously people like around him, like the normal civilians, they like him, but obviously his partners and all that aren't big fans of him because he's broken yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, I will give it to them. They set it up like that she would have to destroy him to like save everyone but it took to get him to gain her powers back but instead she basically makes him see what he's doing wrong and shows that he's the son is the main like thing in his life i'll give them that that was good so yeah and then the other villain yeah uh barbara minerva i believe i pronounced her last name uh, obviously cheetah um, yeah catwoman yeah, and obviously at the start you have this Kristen Wig uh, vibe in terms of obviously the comedy and that for the fact that she's obviously more yeah. of a comedic uh, actress. So obviously you have that side of it early on when she's being like constantly laughing, trying to like crack these sort of jokes every now and again and whatnot. And then she t- switches it on its head and goes more serious at the end, which I like. That yeah. shows good acting in general to like be able to throw this comedy vibe out, but then like sinister like snap of your fingers situation which is nice yeah because the whole point of like the whole wishing thing is you get what you wish but you lose the most the thing that you like cherish the most and what she cherished most was obviously her humanity and her warmth she, instead of, she got her strength for that but lost her humanity it made her more like prone to being selfish and fighting unarmed people yeah, and I, I like with her character as well, the fact that it builds up to the cheetah. So, like, when you first see her in the White House scene, she just still looks like Barbara. And it builds up because she still hasn't had that full power of cheetah yet. And obviously, it's uh, Pedro Pascal's uh, Maxwell Lord who then's like, I, I, I can fix my health. Tell me what you want. And that's when she's like, okay, I want to be an apex predator. Mm. And that's obviously how she becomes cheetah, which obviously I stated to you. Uh, when watching, I was like the first time I watched it, I was a bit iffy on the CGI for some reason. I think it was more the face; it looks a bit weird. But then, obviously, rewatching it back, I was like, okay, that's actually not bad CGI. Uh, it could have looked a lot worse. And obviously, as we said, darkness is CGI's best friend because yeah, it blends it in. Cut. Yeah, because that's another thing I said as well. Fast cuts help you not actually fo- put full focus because mm-hmm. if you notice when it's like the full focusness, it's always like a zoomed out shot. Like when she first sees a. a when she first appears as Cheetah, she's on the roof, but you don't see like a full shot. You see it from a distance of this like figure, and then you see like the zoomed inness of the face. 
It's not like his full like, body shot. But I mean, the fur looks really realistic, I will say, on the body. And yeah. the tail moves very realistic as well. So they, they did good for her and her CGI. At least it could have been extremely worse. It could have been cats. Yes, it could have been cats. And it could have been, but it could also could have been really amazing, like Cat in the Hat. That's not CGI more. though. That's a body Perfect. suit. I could have used a body suit, and it would have been amazing. You're only saying that because I put that well. in your mind yesterday. Look, okay, if if I would need to steal you some points of yours, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky I didn't put that in my notes anyway. So I knew you were probably going <laughs> to steal this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they did pretty right with Cheetah and the villains overall. And yeah. Which is ironic, because it's the complete opposite from the previous Wonder Woman Yeah, because obviously Ares, though it was a cool-looking design and whatnot, the the iffy. plot twist was, as you say, iffy to not great. Yeah, and his and depiction. Put, yeah. But obviously... It's stick to being werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously this rendition of the villains... It's, it's quite funny as well, because think about it. The first movie, the plot was good. Everything about the movie is good apart from Ares. Whereas this movie, the villains are the best points. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> well, I, will, uh, I, will, I will say the action overall is quite interesting to watch. Yeah, that's so, cool. So you obviously got that, uh, the car chase in uh, Egypt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly where in Egypt it was. I think it was Cairo area, wasn't it? Probably. And obviously that's quite an interesting thing because it's, it's that's obviously the first showcase of her being weak. Which is a nice little thing to watch because obviously she's that thing where she just like opens the car door, and just gets out, and starts choking next to the car, which is quite funny. And there's Steve in the car, like, "Okay, I guess I'm guess I'm staying put, am I?" Yes, he is. And obviously, that that cool like scene when the 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 truck flips when she's behind it and she jumps up in the air. That was quite a nice uh, cinematic shot. Yeah, it was. There were some quite good moments to it. It's just. We'll move on to the bad things, I think, because... Well, no, we'll stick with... We'll st- I've still got a few good points, so we'll add. got some good points, wow. The Invisible Jet, I like that. True. I thought it was a nice like, little uh, spin on how they could get the jet. I mean, more funny if she was still, like, Visible. floating in the air. That would have been hilarious, yes. But obviously, for realism purposes, that is not the case. That would be like, at first she does that and it's, oh, shit, I've got to do me as well. Oh shit! I put too much focus on this. Hold on, I'm doing now. She turns herself off. The jet goes uh, visible again. <laughs> the blow up at the sky. <laughs> Whoops. Oh well, at least there's no one, no one's evidence for the crime she's done. Uh, the golden armor. I like the golden armor. I thought it was just really, really well yeah. done. I thought it was really good looking. One thing I didn't like about it though was that the wings went straight away gone. Yeah, the, I think it's because of the fact that they've, they're obviously they're, that's built like at this like amazing strength armor that can take anything. I feel like it's because Cheetah is literally like fully powered to the max. I know, but I think it would have been better if the wings like at least could retract. So that way she could have used them like switch between using the wings and not at the same time. Instead of just using it as Falcon and I I, I believe <laughs> in the, the comic aspects they aren't like that. They actually are always out. I think that's why it's like that. I believe they're stuck to the sort of comic design of it because we're going to try and not knock everything off my display here. Uh, oh. Not the, 
I don't know if you can see the wings on. I believe it's always meant to be like that at the back. It always does the wings. It's a bit bright in it, so. Yeah. So, obviously, I believe that is probably the reason why. Obviously, that's an interesting idea, but I, believe, mm. I, I feel like it makes sense to show the strength of Cheetah by being out. Because, obviously, they've built this armor up as it's indestructible, it's whatnot. I believe, in my opinion, it's a good way of showcasing how strong Cheetah actually is. So the fact she mm. is truly an apex printer and oh, Wonder Woman's cool. equal and slightly even better at this point because obviously Wonder Woman's only just getting her strength from that back so she's still trying to like you know adapt to the situation that and not trying to kill a friend so you know holding back <laughs> um, mm. what else have I got that's good uh, the flying obviously it's very Superman-esque I do, li- <laughs> I do like the flight scene the fact that she's using the lasso is like a fucking helicopter at one point, which is quite cool. And then obviously it builds onto the lightning strikes when she's like flying through the lightning, which looks really fucking cool. And it's quite a cool concept of lightning hitting. She managed to lasso onto a bolt of lightning to fly. That's quite cool. Yeah, it makes sense because she is the daughter of Zeus, so she would be able to do that. But also, it's very, very uh, Thor-esque. <laughs> See, that's the thing as well. Uh, obviously, if they, if they didn't bother doing the the Steve stuff throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been really... that Obviously, the, him speaking over at this point would have been uh, a lot more impactful. Yes, it would have. But like, like, a bit like um in uh, Zack Snyder's Just League where he hears his dad's talking as he's like preparing to fly again. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. I do like him speaking over, but I feel like it would have been a lot more impactful if it wasn't for the dodgy way they brought him back. Very dodgy. They could have... There's even better way for, for them to have brought him back that they could have done, which we will get into when we get to his character. Uh, okay, I got I got I got two uh two more things that I can say positively about this movie. Uh, I feel like the ending is a nice like somber ending. Obviously, for the fact the film most of the film has been apart from the beginning, most of the film is depressing as hell. It's a nice little like. It's just a nice ending. Her like in the park and I like, seen her next victim and uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean it's a, it's a it's a nice like way to end this movie. And then on top of it, you got the cameo at the end, which is a really nice cameo from. Uh... I liked the cameo, yeah. Yeah, from uh, Linda Carter, isn't it? Yeah, Linda Carter. Obviously, the motherfucking OG Wonder Woman playing yeah, who uh, like essentially like their idol. Uh, Wonder Woman, obviously, the other Amazon sort of idol, the O, sort of, essentially, the not the OG uh, like Amazonian, but like one of the OG Amazonians. Yeah. Like the best of the best, essentially. They were talking about that. They think she's probably like one of the first like demigods as well. And people are theorizing about it. Because she was the owner of that that armor that Wonder Woman was wearing. Yeah. She's the one who obviously defended all the others to obviously take the punishment so she can get out of there. Okay. Uh, and now we go down here. I, 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 I'm going to do something here where I start with the good and then merge into the bad. So I'm going to okay. start with the good in the sense that overall, the score is good. It's a very uh, good score. Wait for it. Uh, all the way through, it does really well. It's very impactful. It's very like, heroic. It's very, you know, it's got all, it's got all the stuff. And then the ending happens. So for people who haven't watched this movie... Uh, I don't know why you're watching this, unless you want to skip. If you want to, and again, if you want to skip, if you want to skip the movie and just hear about it, 
It's a good way to do it. Uh, okay, so obviously like, Maxwell Lord's doing the whole. He's in the thing. He's like, oh, I'm I'm powerful. He's taking his uh, tie off, whatnot. He's in this like massive beam of light, but meant to get beamed up by Scotty. Um, he's like, oh, I'm powerful. Yada yada. Wonder Man's on the floor, like, like that. And uh, you know, it's it's like really powerful score in the background at first. It's like, Durr! and then it goes quiet. And then they start playing Beautiful Lie, the theme song to the opening of Batman vs. Superman, Batman's music, except being used for Wonder Woman. Though it makes sense, because it's called A Beautiful Lie, and she constantly references this is all a lie, and it's beautiful and whatnot. Though that makes sense, I'm still pissed off that they use this music for her, specifically. They, sh- they shouldn't use it for anyone. It's literally... It's, it's like if she when she's in the flight, if they put Superman's music over that flight... That would have been really fucking stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever. Though, don't get me wrong, I, I agree with Patty Jenkins' comment of why she used it, because it's a beautiful score, it's a beautiful piece of music, and I respect that, but just don't fucking use it, if, unless Batman's there, because it's Batman's yeah. music. And it's more impactful, in my opinion, during the Wayne murders. Yes. The same... You want to you want you want to pipe in on this hater before I start fucking like throwing all my computer equipment everywhere of a rage. What I will say is how they should have handled that is quiet, it quiet. That's what you said, yeah. They should have kept it quiet because that would be more like intimate. Or um, like another like quieter song. The reason why I think quiet like is a completely quiet the best because the whole point is he's for the entire thing he's hearing all their wishes. And it's like a massive jumble of like noise. But then with her talking, if it goes quiet, then it's like everyone's just listening to her. No one's worrying about their own things. That if they're listening to her, that's why I think it went quiet. It would be much more better. And obviously, wouldn't be stealing stuff from people. Uh, you know, that's one of the that's ma- one of the many things that grinds me down with this movie. It has its it really moments, but that idea. that just. See, that's the funny thing. Obviously, uh, before you even watched it, obviously you knew about the plot points regarding Steve, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but when I first watched it, obviously that's not something that really went through my mind. Obviously, I was just like, hmm, it's, it's, it's all right. It's probably one of the, my least favourite of the recent DC ones, which is a shame because Wonder Woman's great, the first one. Um, but out of everything from this movie, that use of beautiful lies, the one thing that pisses I literally... Uh, let's see if I can... Don't knock everything out. I literally... I was watching... I was watching uh, I can't remember when I watched it exactly the first time. I think it was when it came out uh, digitally in January, I believe it was for us. Mm-hmm. It was like mid-January. I remember watching it with my mum, and I looked, uh, when that came on, I was like, no, just no, no, I'm done, I'm done. No, I just knocked everything over. I'm done. Oh, well, it's a deep, it's, I don't give a shit about you doing that. <laughs> I knocked the Blu-ray over. Oh, well. <laughs> oh. Not needed. But yeah. I, I was like, no, I literally looked at my mind. They can't use that. That's Batman's music. They can't use that music. I bet your mum was like, are you, th- are you okay? <sighs> You're having a breakdown, I think, Tom. You need help. It's funny because obviously I read uh, something about Beautiful Lies before it, like the movie. I, I watched the movie and I was like, oh, they, didn't, they, they wouldn't have used that music. And I'm watching, I was like, the fucking music. <laughs> I got really annoyed, and I still am very annoyed at the choice of music. Though it's a nice rendition of the song, I'll give them that. They should not have used it. Now Batman's gonna go kill them all. Because he's Batman. Is it really Batman? I would never guess that that was Batman. 
Oh, well, it's... Yeah, there are some, like, questionable choices that would you like to say would you like to begin us uh with the second questionable choice hayden yes the second and probably the most questionable choice to me at least is how they managed to bring back old love interest steve trevor stevie boy the uh b-tech steve rogers um she basically she makes a wish on this stone that realizing that she's wishing for him to come back how they could have done it is like oh he appears just from the moment he's about to die he appears here in this timeline time zone but with he's like ward war uniform that would have been so good and because the moment he, when he leaves she, she renounces her wish and he goes back to that moment before he died he would have it would have been amazing because he would have died knowing that she survives Knowing that how what life would go on after him, there's no more war. It would have been a really nice moment. Instead, it's after the they bring him back after that he dies, but in the body of someone else. So to everyone else, including himself and really her, he looks like someone else because he is in the body of someone. It's like a possession. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's like if. James had possessed the body of Tom, and then James and Alex like, oh, we we, we do each other, we do each other all the time, but even though, <laughs> but in they're using Tom's body, like, oh, it's fine because because it, James in the brain, the possessed version, is like, I'm fine with this, and Alex is completely fine with it. That's okay, but Tom's not fine with it because Tom, the body, has not consented. This is the main problem, and this is why I think she shouldn't. Patty should know much better, because if we suppose to... it's it's just it's wrong. Like <laughs> consent. Is what, what the <laughs> fuck was that reference? Comparison. Oh. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. The best way to explain it. Okay. <laughs> why was I brought? Why? You could have used any other example of how to explain that situation, but no, you, you say that James and Alex were banging each other in my body. Yeah, but James is possessing you. <laughs> the fuck? It's, 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 it's not right. That's what we're saying. Okay. <sighs> oh, fuck's sake. Basically, to sum it up, rape. Yes, but it is... It is classed as rape because no one he he the body didn't consent and she consented with the possessed version but not technically not the body so it's yeah it's confusing. The thing is obviously that's never explained as well. Is what happened to his mind? That guy's mind. No. It's never explained what happened to. It. It's not explained. Obviously, the one aspect you could say maybe it's like gone in. Like it's been put into Steve's like body's mind. Like back in the day. Dead. Exactly. <laughs> Or is it like just like pushed to the back of the memory and it's like he's obviously yeah. the fourth? It's never actually that's like another thing that's never explained really. It's just like mm. oh he's back. Oh it's okay. See, don't get me wrong. I'm I like Chris Pine. I think he's a good actor, and yeah. he's obviously really fun in this movie when he's obviously uh, taking the piss when he's like this is ah he walks up to the the bin and it's like oh it's a trash can. He's like, it's a trash can. Okay. 
that, stuff like that is yeah. quite light-hearted. He brings obviously the uh, comedy value into the movie, but then obviously, as you said, the, the whole plot point around how he's got there, the fact some of it's not explained, the fact that they don't acknowledge the fact that she's essentially raping this guy. Mm-hmm. But it's a very sour taste on an already mixed bag of a movie. Yes, it does. Because, like, like I said, if they had it, so like, it comes back from from that moment. They brought him from that moment before he dies. I think it would have been so much better. Like I said, the whole resolution of him accepting death instead of like and learning about what happens, like after he's gone, I think it would be so much amazing. But instead of bringing him back after he died and someone else's body, it's just wrong. And it makes the um, emotional thing where she's like flying and, and hearing, hearing him. his voice, it, it makes that, it cheapens that bit. So, yeah. 100% agreed. <laughs> but yeah, do better. Everyone do better, please. There's so many ways that that could have been done a lot better. So as the, mm-hmm. the thing, obviously, one thing I, I think I said it. Uh, obviously, this was kind of released at the wrong time during a pandemic. So obviously, everyone's yeah. depressed as it is. Don't really want a depressing movie in your case. But I feel like even if it was released out of the pandemic before it even happened, or even after it's all done and everything, I still feel like it would have got the same sort of reaction from people. Yeah, people still would have wouldn't have liked it. Because I, I, I believe on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics' rating is like fifty something percent. Whereas the audience rating is 70%, but I'm sort of sighing more with the critics on this one for a change. Yeah. I, I, I disagree with the audience's aspect. But I, I, I still feel like even if it wasn't, I say, if it was released before everything, it still would have had the same reaction. For the fact that it fucks up a lot of things and it, it just makes it even worse coming out, like being the first sort of major release since, well, Tenant, which is another film yeah. one of us screwed up with putting out during the pandemic. That was used as to test the water to see, oh, people are going to go watch it. Oh, no, okay. Bye, Chris Nolan. We don't like you anymore. But he's a good director. Don't fuck him over. Piece of the shit. And that's the thing with fucking Warner Brothers in general. Uh, I'm going to check my time frame here. Uh, 30... Okay, that's right. Uh, they're basically... I'm going to beat myself out there, FYI. <laughs> um, though I like a lot of the films they do, and they've got so many good like uh, like material around them. Like they've got the fucking MonsterVerse. They've got the DC Universe. Uh, they've got this more. They've got more combat. They've got all these other universes and all these other properties that are really good properties. But they just don't know what the fuck they're doing sometimes. They they fuck. They basically fuck Nolan over, and now he's pretty much had enough of them. Uh, they fuck Snyder over, and even he stated they don't want him back. They, they don't want him at all. Um, and they've just fucked loads of other people over it in terms of like directors, actors. You get my point. And obviously, yeah. this is probably not an aspect of that. It's just obviously, I'm saying their marketing strategy of it. Of, oh, it's an 80, it's set in 84. Oh, it's all retro. Oh, let's go watch this. And it's depressing as hell. Uh, and then obviously, releasing it as the first sort of major release me, like, at the start of like, the end of the, the first year of pandemic is not mm. helping it at all. That's why I think uh, if you look at Gods vs. Kong, though that has its issues as well. That was a really fun movie, and that was released at a point where everything's starting to come a bit lighter now. So it's a nice, yeah. that was a nice like release. That that I'll give on credit. That was a well time release, but this is not a well time release, and I don't think it would have been a well time release at any point because yeah, rape. Yeah, pretty much. It's what needs to be like 
done if, if, if they had some little changes like how he came back and if they'd have kept the tone because the tone shifts from happy to really really depressed for most of the film and then happy again at the end if they at least like either blent into that quite smoothly instead of just a quick abrupt change or if they just kept the same kind of tone like all it was all like dark but with hints of light or who's like the, the dark moments in it, like most Marvel, as I keep it's, 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 it, Obviously, that would have been like the same as the first sort of movie. Because obviously, the first yeah. movie was quite dark with these sort of light height moments, like sliding every now and again. Whereas, as you said, mm-hmm. this, it like starts the first like, say, like 20 minutes is quite light hearted, 20, 25 minutes, quite light hearted. Then, up until like, the last like 20, like 10, 15, 20 minutes, it's all dark, depressing, and whatnot. There's not really any light within there. It tries to. It tries to force yeah. it, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I think I can. I can predict. I think I re- recognise the exact moment where it went depressed. And I think it was a moment from Maxwell going in from his building to the secretaries until he goes into that room, and it's completely bare and empty. And that is the particular moment where it starts going depressing. So, it tries to. Well, that's why it, when it brings Steve into it, it tries to do the light height stuff with him. More than yeah. anything, but it's more forced when it's obvious that this character is now here just to be the the comic relief. Mm. So you know, <sighs> not not good. Yeah. If they just did their little tweaks, it probably wouldn't a pretty good sequel. It probably would be amazing, but yeah. it would have been like a good enough sequel. Exactly. It wouldn't have lived up to the first one, which most sequels don't anyway, but it still would have been a yeah. lot better than what we've got. Because don't get me wrong, I think from a cinematography point of view, it, it is stunning. Yeah. Uh, as it, said, looked- it looks stunning. It sounds stunning apart from one bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of the concept of it is quite interesting. Obviously, the whole wish is a genie one. That's quite an interesting concept, but it's just not handled the best. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a good enough, like, an average DC film, but now it's become DC's Dark World. It's, that's obviously what we compare it to. It's basically DC's coming out of a sort of four Dark World situation. This basically yeah. low point that you need to forget. You probably might, you're probably just going to try and forget about quickly, just like just yeah. this league theatrical one. And think about it: if it wasn't for Ragnarok, Thor would have come. Thor would have been everyone's least favorite character. Because he was down, he was going down. Like the character was like going downhill, pretty much going down. Every everyone's like eyes because he wasn't. He was rarely used in, in Age of Ultron because of Dark World, and he was he was very flat in Avengers. So ho- hopefully, what you're saying is hopefully the, the third movie, yeah, redeems. Yeah, that's what I hope. Redeems our good Diana. Yeah, because Calgary, she's great as Wonder Woman. She is the. She, if you think of Wonder Woman, you can't really think of anyone else. Her or obviously you can you can think maybe Linda Carter because obviously it's the OG. But I mean, but you still if you say Wonder Woman, you go oh go get up, yeah, yeah. There's how I see it is, um, it's, it's no like knowing that her or her acting skills that she was still good as Wonder Woman. In this it's more ri- it's more the writing point of view. Yeah, it's how she was written. It's like I like I really like the Thirteenth Doctor, but I don't like how the series has been written but i love some of the moments of it there are some but a lot of the writing is very naff naff and this is what this suffers from 
100% agreed. That's what I mean. Exactly, because as I say, cinematography's good. The score's good apart from that one bit. The special effects are good. Uh, the action's good. Uh, it's paced fine. I don't, I don't have any issues with the pace. It's paced fine. It, obviously, it goes through. And the production design as well. All those aspects are really good of it. And the acting. It's just this, like, the writing within the story. It's, don't get me wrong, the story's fine. It's just the writing of how the story's been handled, which has fucked it up. Because mm. you can have this really great story, but if it's not written spot on, and there's something in there that fucks up the rest of it, as it's the whole rape situation, uh, then that's fucks it all up. And then on top of that as well, uh, I feel like they fuck uh, with Cheetah a bit too much because I feel like yeah. they, they should have done a way around her losing her powers because essentially she's literally like Wonder Woman's arch enemy. She's like mm. her Lex Luthor. So I'm going to be interested to see how they actually explain that, how she gets her powers back. Although they're just going to get rid of that character entirely, which would be dumb. It'd be, like, it'd be like getting rid of Joker from any sort of Batman universe. It'd be like mm. that situation. So It would have been, been cool if she hadn't learned a lesson. And the whole point is she's delved too into the dark and it's there's no redeeming her now. That's what would have been cool. Like, if they did that, that aspect of it. And the whole point of her rejecting, she kept, keeps the wish and she loses humanity forever. Yeah. That would be but no, I, I could have like done a way around it. So, like, but then she like everyone else gives the wish up. It's all corrected. Like she's she's as you say still too affected by it. And though she didn't give a wish up, it still didn't affect the overall of them getting anything. Like they didn't have to get everyone's wish back. They just needed the majority of the world's wishes like cancelled. That would have made sense. Yeah. And like she obviously is just like fuck you. I'm done. I, I'm now I am the apex. That would have made sense. Mm. So I I feel like the the kind of because essentially isn't she like a, isn't it like a curse in the the comics? Yeah. She want the power like of Wonder Woman, but she just gets cursed essentially. Yeah, which is basically what's happened here. Yeah, but then like, she gets rid of her power, so yeah. we'll see how they fucking handle that in the future. As they, if they even bother fucking handling it, they couldn't just like wipe it away. Yeah, let's hope Flashpoint. Let's hope Flashpoint really fixes moves some things. <laughs> Fixes some aspects. Yeah, uh, I, I like to think we can like pick and choose which films are yeah. in the side of us, which ones in the shit verse. Yeah, um, I think this is the shit verse. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's let's pick a favorite moment then before we get depressed even more. Uh, I know uh, it's difficult to pick because, as we've said, depressing at moments. But uh, for yeah. my favorite moment, I think I'm going to give it to the lasso scene in the lightning. I thought it was really cool cinematically, and. It was the point where the movie started to pick up and then went back down as soon as they did the beautiful lies. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. I was trying to think. I think that my favourite would be um I'd say the first fight the... between Cheetah and Wonder Woman. Yeah, when the in the where Cheetah wins, basically. Yeah, when, the, like when she looks normal. Yeah, and Wonder Woman's beaten and weakened. So that's like the lowest we'll probably see. Wonder Woman. I kind of like how the whole point is she wants to keep these powers so she's being selfish and stuff and it was like the first hint that we're getting this wild evil character and then we don't get the full end of that evil wild character. We just get an okay cheetah then just gets gone forever now. But yeah, I liked that fight. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. But also, I did like the lightning bolt as well. Yeah. Even if it was a very four esque 
<laughs> Very. Ah, oh, she's a Greek. She's Zeus, his daughter. So you know, makes sense. Yeah, it uh, makes sense. Daughter of Zeus. Okay, that's, let's, let's let's give a rating for this mixed bag of a movie. Um, I've agreed my points already, good and bad. So I ain't gonna do like, a fucking like rain up of this and this and this and this and this. I'm just gonna get straight to the point. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie, uh, Wonder Woman. 1984, a 5.6, but then I'm going to round it up generously to 6, yeah. and those 0.4 extra points is for Pedro Pascal. Do it. Salute you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... I'm actually going to rate it a little bit harsh in here, and I'm going to say 5, because... Well, I, I, went, I went middle round anyway. Yeah. In between, I just rounded it. Slightly harsher. It's... I think, yeah, I'm going to say five because mostly because of the whole right. rape thing. And also because it wasn't handled well. I think if, if there's certain things change, it probably would have been really good. 100% but good. Unfortunately. But yeah. unfortunately, they fucked up. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that gives uh, Wonder Woman 1984 Chatter Cave overall rating of 5.5. Wow, that's the <sighs> lowest I've gone with DC. It's usually yeah. like uh, seven or above. This Actually, I, 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 I think I think eight is a bit like the 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 one like around the point we've always given, like in yeah. terms of overall. I think it's the lowest point. Literally, wow. I I thought that when we first started doing DC, I thought I'd be giving five point five to fucking that Batman versus Superman. But even though that was depressing, it hand, it was handled right. Yeah. It's just like even though there was some. Odd character moments in that film. It was there was still, still some, entertaining. Yeah, most of it's entertaining. Whereas there were some good instead of like some good moments in this film, but, but it just wasn't then entertaining. Like, that sour taste in it, and wow, I even rated it lower than did Aquaman. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that had even worse. Sour it's taste. like you've got a nice uh, uh, glass here of a uh, Pepsi Max. Yeah, no, nice taste. Look. Nice taste, but then someone does a shit in it, and then it's a sour. Yeah, it's like uh, comparing <laughs> Pepsi Max and Coke Zero. One tastes like Pepsi, and one tastes like piss. Basically, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll quickly move on to our MVP award. So, I just gave MVP award goes to... <laughs> Maxwell Lord, Pedro Pascal, because we both said he's like the standout of this movie, and... You know, Pedro Pascal, we've got to give it him. We didn't, we didn't have this award when we did Kingsman, so we've got to give it him now. Uh, Which then means our runner-up is Barbara Minerva, Cheetah, Kristen Wiig, because she's the other standout of this movie, and it's a character that's handled correctly, apart from how she loses her pose at the end, because Cheetah should be still Cheetah. Yeah. Other than that, great acted. Uh, uh, okay, then, Hayden, I've got a question of the day for you here. So, obviously, I'm pretty certain they've already confirmed that the third movie's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. So, would you like to see the third movie be set more present day than in the past? Which obviously we've done two so far, set in the past, but we've only had her in the present in terms of the team ups. So, would you like her story to be set in a more present situation, which would then allow other known DC characters in the present day to have cameos, essentially? That's and I yeah. if like yes, uh, what character would you like to see cameo in the Wonder Woman three? Oh, yes, yes, I would like modern ones. And I'm thinking I would like to see at some point Wonder Girl. 
at some point having that plot point go into it. Because she was pretty good in Titans. So I think it's nice to see like a version of that. And I don't know how they would do it, but I think that'd be quite fun making her be more in like the like um, more of a parental like mentor kind of like part. And they could probably have like cameo of having Batman coming in. Yeah, I, I, that's, that was my, my mind is Batman for the fact that they build up this romance between the two of them. They, 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 they should Batman. see it through. Yeah, because they have the romance section. But then they can also the fact that if him already has some kind of someone to mentor before, like him helping, helping her. her learn to be a yeah. teacher and a good guiding light. That's a nice way of putting that, actually. And no more, Steve. <laughs> No more, please. Unless it's flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks or... Or she's just sitting there and his words are going through her mind. That would make sense. That's fine. Memories are fine. Or like in a dream sequence. That would be fine, but just not in the body of someone else so she can rape him. (laughs) Please. Uh, I think think we said our piece. Uh, so that's it for the Chat Cave podcast this week. And we are done officially with DC until Suicide Squad. Oh. This is like our biggest franchise we've tackled and we've finished it, Hayden. The next uh, week, uh, we, we're kicking off our Michael Bay verse. Oh, Even though we, we, we got a little break, don't we? We got a little break after the first two. And uh, the first two aren't directed by him, but his influence is there. But uh, Because next week, we're going to be discussing the first of the two live action remakes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, these films, these reviews are going to be so easy. It's like, I like the explosions, I like the Megan Fox, I like the slow-mo, done. (laughs) That's all these films are, slow motion, Megan Fox, and explosions. Well, we'll we'll see, won't we? Um, Yeah, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Shoes. Uh, 5.5, (laughs) <laughs> uh, this has been Chatter Cave Podcast and life is good but it can be better this by not watching this movie <laughs> movie was shit but it could have been better <laughs> that said it a lot uh, let, my quote could have uh, was good but it could have been better <laughs> oh